Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to the Violet Sanctuary Spa, your online holistic spa radio show that inspires, informs, and empowers you to live a wonderful holistic life, which gets better each day. Join Tia as she will help you on your journey. She'll love to hear from you. Call in at 619-996-1641. International callers, just press the Skype button. And now your host, creator of the Violet Sanctuary Spa, certified gateway dreaming coach, angel therapy practitioner, and certified crystal healer, Tia Johnson. Hello, yay, it's Friday, throw confetti in the air, woo! (laughs) So I'm so happy to be here talking to you today. Again, it's Friday, one of my favorite days of the week. Um, I have a wonderful special guest here um, to talk about dreams, which is my favorite subject, Um, you know, colors and symbols and all that greatness. Before we get started, I just want to give you a few updates about the Violet Sanctuary Spa. So uh, this past Monday, there was a webinar, The Secret Powers of Dreamtime and Angelic Healing. Um, You can download that webinar. I actually was just tweaking my website because I was having issues earlier this week. But you can download the webinar on my website, which is VioletSanctuarySpa.com. If you just type in forward slash um, webinars, it will take you right there where you can download the webinar and the one from January, which is Embracing Self-Love with Angelic Healing. Um, we have um, also a newsletter, and I would love you to subscribe to this newsletter because I offer for free, when you sign up, a 30-page, what I like to call Book of Awesomeness. <laughs> it's called your 2014 Divine Manifestation Workbook. And what it is, is really a product from uh, 2013 where I had released a, a workbook for um, um a dream board. So in this 30-page workbook, there's a crystal calendar because I'm a certified crystal healer, so I create a crystal calendar for you, posters to help you create, manifest, and thrive this year. Um, make sure you, you check that out. And on Facebook, I post daily oracle card readings, so I post that there. And for those of you who um, maybe can't, can't get into the chat room, I know that happens sometimes, you can post on my Facebook page your question. There's a post there where I, um, I talk about being on the show today. So for our guest, Susan Baraja, I like her name. It sounds really cool. So Susan Baraja, <laughs> <laughs> I like your last name. It's awesome. <laughs> I like saying you know, that. I get that. I get that a lot. It's Italian, and, and uh, it, it's hard to spell, but it does sound pretty. <laughs> so... <laughs> Susan Baraja, M.A. She received her master's degree in counseling and educational psychology from the University of Nevada, Reno. As a trained marriage and family therapist and educational counselor, she has worked with dreams in a therapeutic setting for 15 years. Susan has facilitated private dream groups and has taught dream workshops for local therapists, counseling students, and social workers in her community. For the last two years, she has employed. She has been employed as a dream consultant by the premier online website Dream Clouds or DreamsCloud.com. A retired educator, Susan is passionate about the personal insight dreams can reveal, and enjoys helping others access this insight through dream work. And I have to say, Dreams Cloud is a very beautiful website. That's D R E A M S 
C-L-O-U-D.com. So, Susan, thank you for coming on the show today. Oh, really quickly, I have to say, Susan and I met via Twitter. So... <laughs> So for those who are thinking, oh, it doesn't really work, you know, this is stupid, social media, you know, blah, 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 blah. No, it works. <laughs> so, Susan, thank you for coming on the show today. Well, thanks for having me, Tia. I'm really excited to be here. Oh, no problem. So, yeah, I definitely want to get in and, and talk about the dreams and, and all that wonderful aspect, but I also want to learn a little bit about you. So can you tell the listeners, um, I know I, I told your bio, but can you tell the listeners what drives your passion for dreams and dream work? Because I love dreams. <laughs> well, I do too. And, you know, it, it started back when I was really young, and um, I have, uh, I've always had nightmares for some reason, and I remember one of my first nightmares about a spider and um, as, I, as I went through life, uh, I just had a really rich dream life and um, look, actually looked forward to going to sleep to see what would happen next. Um, so from there I went into counseling, and one of the things that happened is I started working with kids and asking them, you know, have you had any interesting dreams? Or they would just say to me, um, uh, this is a school counselor, so they would say, Mrs. Barrage, I had a really bad nightmare. And we would start talking about those dreams. And what I found is I could move those kids along so much faster by just focusing on their dreams. We would get to the feelings, we would get to the thoughts, we would get to the issues. And, of course, they were very interested. It was a uh, quite a different approach to therapy. And I found that I could cut something that would take eight sessions down to maybe one or two mm -hmm. to really get at what was bothering them. So, of course, when that starts happening, along with my own passion, um, I started self-educating. And uh, I joined my own dream group. I looked into my own dreams. I purchased uh, one of the best books on the market, Robert Vanda Castle, who just recently passed away. I purchased his book. I read that from cover to cover, started reading everything I could find, and my passion just kept growing. And one of the things about dreams that just didn't feel like in your, um, your area of expertise is you never stop learning. Mm -hmm. So now I, you know, I... Uh, subscribe to journals. I'm a member of what's called IASD, which is the International Association for the Study of Dreams. And it has just become a fascinating passion for me. Um, so I like to share that with other people. And, and I would never say that I'm an expert because as far as I'm concerned, there are no experts in, in dream work. You just keep learning all the time. And mm. you learn and you listen. And it's a lifelong experience. That is so true. Learning never stops. I love it, and and I, I like that you mentioned a few things there. And we'll we'll come back to those because I really want to get into um, um, talking about the colors and things like that. I always do a recap yeah. of the show, so that's awesome. So um, let's talk about some of the main colors uh, that people see in dreams, or just colors in general, because I I just believe this is so important. This is one thing I have noticed. Uh, when I talk to people, even if they're just, you know, just talking about a dream and not asking me to help them understand a dream, colors are huge. <laughs> they <laughs> are nothing else. huge. Exactly. They it's are just... huge. 
Yeah, so... Um, well, it, it, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, no, no, you, you go ahead. I, I was going to ask you to talk about um, different colors and, and the meanings of those colors and dreams. You, you bet. Well, the, the first thing to, to always remember, and, and I, I always try to preface this with anything I say, is there are no absolutes in symbols or colors. Mm-hmm. So red in a dream can mean one thing to one person and an entirely different thing to another person. So what I would caution your listeners is to do is to really be suspicious if anyone says to them, oh, you dreamt about green, well, it means this. No one can ever say that. Mm-hmm. Now, colors and symbols, there are some what are called universal meanings in that it's kind of accepted throughout our world that they might mean X, Y, and Z, but then there are more personal meanings. So you're know, just taking the, the color of your, um, of your website, uh, violet, for instance, you can look at that in a lot of different ways. Um, for those of your listeners that study chakras, violet is the crown chakra, color of the crown chakra, which is associated with um, uh, infinite wisdom, oneness with God, peace, uh, personal identification. So that, I would call that a universally accepted um, explanation of the color violet. But on the other hand, that may not be what violet means at all <laughs> to someone. Uh, mm-hmm. In fact, there's a, there's a dream researcher by the name of Bob Haas who says that violet is often um, indicative of a mystic union or uh, an intuitive understanding of a situation. So perhaps if someone... Let's say they dreamed of um, a violet vase in a dream. Mm-hmm. It's probably telling them something about their intuition and their wisdom, but they're going to have to look at the entire dream to find out what that mm-hmm. what that's pointing to. But it's good guideline, and and that's always what you want to remember is anything you read about. Well, blue means this, and green means this. That's a guideline, but you have to look within yourself at what that means as your personal dream language Mm -hmm. because we all have that. Uh, Some people might dream of blue, and as they work with their dreams, they'll discover that blue is uh, perhaps pops up when they have a need for peace and harmony. Others Mm -hmm. may find that that pops up when they are not trusting a situation. So it's really important that, that um, dreamers record their dreams. They record their symbols, the colors, and they start to build an association to what they think that means for them. Yeah, I wholeheartedly agree with you and I will I'm going to get to this caller because you said something that I stress all the time and so caller with okay. the four four three four area code I'm going to get to you right after I I finish saying this um one piece when some people ask me oh I dreamt of um I always like to say the, the, the blue cat dancing on the moon because it makes me think of the matrix where the cat does the the deja vu thing and it makes you take a second look so you know people might ah. say oh I 
oh, I, I had a dream of this cat blue dance, this blue cat dancing on the moon. What does it mean? No, I need to know the uh-huh. whole dream. Exactly. <laughs> because there, there's exactly. so many possibilities because there are the defaults, you know, like blue, okay, it could be your, your throat chakra, the blue, you know, it could be expression. Exactly. So many things. So I love that you said I need to, you know, like the whole dream matters. So, <laughs> um, area code uh, four. I'm sorry, you want to say something? No, no, no. We'll go go to the caller. Okay, area code four three four. You are on the air. Hi, Tia. Hi, Susan. Um, Hi. Hello. Hi. How are you? Good. <laughs> the question is not so much uh, having to do with color, it's more or less having to do with, uh, I guess, symbols mm-hmm. or, like, um, the same thing coming up in uh, different dreams. Is that okay? Yeah. Okay, I want to make sure I understand your question. Are you saying that when the same colors and same symbols come up in your dream, is that what you're asking? Yeah, something to that, to that nature. Yes. Ma'am. Yeah. It's really normal, and, and in fact, if that's happening to you, if you dream, say, of, of certain colors a lot and certain symbols, you're starting to. If you start to write that down uh, on a on a daily basis or whenever you wake up, and then you start to associate those colors and those symbols with certain feelings and thoughts as you look at your dream, what you're actually doing is building your own private dream language, and that's going to help you understand uh, your own dreams. So say, for instance, anytime yellow pops up in your dream, make sure you write it down. Make sure you connect it with a feeling, perhaps any thoughts you had in the dream, perhaps any objects or settings, and you're on your way to really starting to look at what your dreams are telling you. Okay. Does does that okay. answer your question? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Okay. What uh, what colors do you dream about a lot? Uh, well, I specifically had uh, a dream years ago about uh, violet or purple, as if I yes. was actually giving someone a, um, a cleansing with sage, like the Native Americans do. But yeah, smoke was purple, and I didn't. Okay. I mean, to this day, I still didn't know what that dream meant because I'm a lot further uh, evolved spiritually, so to speak. I was younger when yeah. I had that dream. I was on a you know a different level of understanding of what you know spirituality is now. I'm 36 now, that sure. probably happened yeah. when I was in maybe 18 or 19 years old. And you know what I would, I would recommend if you're interested in doing this? First of all, anytime anybody remembers a dream that long ago, for instance, I mentioned my dream of the spider when I was five. Anytime a dream stays with you, that's a significant dream. And what I might recommend if you feel like it is to go on to dreamscloud.com. You can sign up for free and post your dream, and then a, um, a dream reflector, and, and we're not interpreters. We just 
try to help you figure out the meaning for yourself. They might be able to guide you or at least give you one opinion on um, something you might explore within that dream. And DreamsCog would also help you to keep a log of your dreams and build kind of a library of your dreams. And you can start to see how they're all related. Oh, wow, okay. DreamsCloud.com? DreamsCloud.com, yes. DreamCloud. Okay, thank you so much. You are welcome. Yeah, I loved also love that she had the dream when she was eighteen because that could have very well had been a rite of passage, you know, kind of dream yeah. that she had the the smoke Absolutely. and everything going on there. And also, um, the the webinar that I just had Monday, um, she can definitely download that. That's going to be available um, at the end of today on my Ooh. website. It's um, great. Yeah, I, I just I, I break a lot of things down uh, throughout the webinar. I had a lot of fun doing this webinar. I was just talking, talking, talking. <laughs> but I did answer <laughs> several people's questions that submitted their questions. So um, you can definitely go on my website, com forward slash webinars, and the tab will be there um, within a few hours, and you can download the um, webinar. That's awesome. So, um, yeah, you were talking about the different colors, and, yeah, I, I agree that there are those universally accepted colors. Oh, as you know, before I continue, I want to give out the call-out number again. <laughs> this is my thing. I almost always forget. So <laughs> I'm so appreciative that she was so aware and pressed the white button. <laughs> So the call, uh, callers who are or listeners who want to speak with the host and guests, you can just press the one button. The calling number is 619-996-1641. Press the one, speak to us. Um, uh, people in the chat room, well, one person logged off, but uh, I do take questions from the chat room, so feel free to write out a question. Um, yeah, so I, I like that you uh, discussed the universally accepted colors because there are some people – do you know? Okay, yeah. Red means this. Blue means that. But it is always a good idea to check different resources. And I always give the example of the white rose. You know, sometimes, uh, or in certain culture, cultures, it means forgiveness, and in other cultures, it means innocence. So you, you definitely want to yes. find. I, I always encourage people to. Uh, look at several dream books and then pick which one is best for you. Don't go buy, you know, three dream, you know, dream dictionaries and, <laughs> you know, so you gave us you really know, cool references. Absolutely true. Uh, because what it comes down to, you know, once again, is all of those are just guides. And as far as I'm concerned, no one holds the truth for your dreams mm-hmm. except for you. Uh, but the more that you explore, the more you will ask yourself the right questions. You know, why would I dream of a white rose at this time? What does a white rose have to do? Was there anything in my past? Did someone love white roses? Do I remember an experience where I saw a white rose? All of those things come into uh, building, again, that personal dream language. Right, exactly. So let's uh, go down the chakra color list because we start off with violet. So, how about blue? What are some tips people can can sort of uh, digest when they think about? Oh, I dreamt of there was loads of blue in in my dream. Well, and again, depending on your belief system, 
Um, mm-hmm. Of course, blue is the throat chakra. So often, but not always, blue can indicate there is an issue um, that you need to talk about. Mm-hmm. You, you need to get something. You need to say something. The spoken word uh, needs to come out. You need to expe- express your own truth. However, you know, and I always use however. <laughs> yeah. There, uh-huh. You know, there are so so many ways to look at this. If you look at Bob Haas's um, research that he did on blue, uh, he says that blue is a lot about tranquility and contentment or a need for belonging. So, you know, that's that's pretty opposite, really, if you look at that. Um, and again, just like you said, Tia, you have to look at the entire, entire dream um, to really determine what, why blue? And here's something for your listeners to think about. There is, there usually are not random symbols that come up. Symbols are there for a reason. You dream of blue for a reason. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't ignore anything in a dream. It all has some meaning to you because your unconscious chose present a message with that color or symbol. And the reason for that is that when we're sleeping, our frontal lobe isn't entirely turned off, but is very quiet. And our frontal lobe has, uh, gives us our ability to speak with words. Our limbic system is activated when we dream, and that system produces images and symbols instead of your dreaming that somebody stands in front of you and says, hey, listen, you need to uh, start talking to your mother about how she makes you feel uh, incompetent. Our dream isn't going to say that, but yeah. our dream might present this with a, with a color and a symbol of um, a mother. It might not even be your mother. It might be somebody mm-hmm. else's mother. Mm-hmm. And uh, perhaps perhaps the, that that mother is holding a vase that is blue and is pouring water out of the vase, symbolizing all of your emotions are being discarded and not listened to. Mm-hmm. So, again, you have to look at that entire dream to, to figure out what that's actually saying to you. Wow. Just so much marvelous information. So, so, oh, so true. I, this is the main reason why I tell people to write everything down, even if it's just yeah. one little aspect, you know, of the dream. You know, always have I, – I have a notepad and a pen by my, my bed, you know, and if you can't write when you get up, you know, you can have your phone, you can add, you know, type in the note section or something like that. But, yeah, and, and I think what, what we're learning here, or, or at least, you know, a, a kind reminder is that dreams are complicated. <laughs> Yes, they are. <laughs> and there isn't one correct language because the language is symbolism. And okay, what's symbolism? Then? You know, it goes right. on and on and exactly. on. <laughs> so yes, <laughs> this is why it's so important because uh, when people write 
stay on their dreams, you know, the, the blue cat dance on the moon, you know, on, uh, you know, Friday, February 14th, that might have meant, you know, oh, I need to be more agile in my life and just let go and, you know, dance and have fun. And, but on, you know, the 21st of Friday, that may mean, oh, you know what, maybe I should be uh, a little bit more espresso, but, you know, to, to myself, maybe I need to be just, you know, in solitude for a bit. So, you know, writing down dreams and, you know, interpreting your dreams the best way you can or, you know, following some guidelines, you know, from the dictionaries and websites and so forth, you can compare and contrast your, your growth, you know, throughout your life. And exactly. Then you, That's you know, right, here. Exactly. And, you know, who knows, you might be able to, you know, write a book, start a blog, you know, it's something to help out other people. <laughs> sure, sure. And I love what you say. And one of the things, too, that I think – um, and it, it, this is part of my work that that frustrates me is people will, um, they might write in a dream and say, my friend told me that dreaming about this means this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I just, I, that makes me crazy because one of the things that your listeners need to remember, if they go to somebody who purports to be a dream expert, Everything that dream expert, you know, first of all, if they start telling them what their dreams mean, they need to run quickly away. Exactly. But even, <laughs> you know, but even me, as, as I'm doing dream work with people, I'm human, and so my associations are going to come through with my work with them. So I have to be really careful to not make assumptions Mm-hmm. Uh, for instance, I'll give you a, talk about symbols. A spider. Mm-hmm. Spider is a is a pretty big symbol that comes through in a lot of dreams. I have arachnophobia, mm-hmm. so if I'm going to dream about a spider, it's probably telling me that there is a fear that I need to explore. Mm-hmm. But perhaps somebody loves spiders and they're fascinated by them. That's going to have an entire different meaning for them. Right. So, you know, the person they talk to, they need to kind of take it with a grain of salt and discover their own truth, just like you're saying. Exactly. Exactly. This is truly about discovering your own truth. And and this is why yeah. we we have these dreams, right? Because the dreams are trying to help us discover our truth and and oh. The heck? Sorry. Hello? Wow. Hello? Wow, okay. I'm still here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry about that. That startled me. Okay, so yeah, um yeah, spiders, again, yeah, we're human so we had to remember that we had to keep our minds open and, and, and think about yeah. okay, let's get past like the feel like, Oh my god, no spider, but what's the spider doing? What does that mean? And so forth. So yeah, definitely it's it's layered, you know, you gotta Peel back that onion. <laughs> yep, it, that's a that's a great way of saying it. It is layered, um, and you know, dreams can mean different things too. Because there there's a theory. Um, Fontana has a theory that there there are level one, two, and three dreams, and every dream has levels one, two, and three. So it can be literal, it can be from your unconscious, and then his view is that it can be from. Um, what Carl Jung called the the um, universal unconscious. Uh, again, it's a theory, but that is talking about that layering that you speak of. So 
So, you know, I've, I've done dream work with people. I've sat down. They've had a dream for me. We have spent an hour and a half on one dream. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. With, you know, like you said, peeling back the layers and talking about the associations. So um, that's what makes it so fascinating. Most definitely. So the color green, when I think of green, I think of pretty emerald green. I think of my birthstone peridot, but I also think of heart chakra, you know, and yes. it's interesting because I can't remember having a dream with the color green in it. <laughs> oh, so okay. I, I think, yeah, I, I, I think it's interesting because I know we're talking about, you know, colors and, and symbols and so forth, but also think about colors that, don't you know normally show up in in dreams? I think that's something that can be said as as well. That's that's a, a great statement. Yes. So then you can ask yourself: This is not a color that I'm dreaming of. Why is that? Lots of reasons for that. Um, sometimes it can be repression. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't want to go there. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I don't want that symbol because we can do that too. Um, and what's really interesting is uh, when you talk about things that are repressed within us, if if your dreamers have dreams of stairs and they're going down mm-hmm. stairs, for instance, let's take your example of color green. Let's say you go downstairs and you find a green Um, anything, a green ball, a green vase, a green piece of paper, that can tell you I, my unconscious is trying to get me to go deep within me into my memories, my repressed feelings, and perhaps that green in that case, again, perhaps is representing healing, Mm -hmm. that this will be healing for you. Um, So once again, I love your point about maybe I'm not dreaming about that color or perhaps I dream about it only when I'm in the basement mm-hmm. or oh, only yeah. when I'm underwater. Mm-hmm. You brought up a, a really good point because uh, I, I do tell people when you're saying, oh, I dream when I'm in the basement or, or you know, somewhere like that, I, I tell people it's not so much where you sleep, it's how you sleep. I have slept in some crazy places and still had the most amazing dreams. I mean, from, you know, taking that power nap at lunch at my desk, which isn't the most comfortable spot, you know, so, you know, sleeping on the couch and so forth. So, yeah, you know, think about where you are when, when you had this, this this dream, you know, like, okay. Yes, <laughs> Absolutely. I, and exactly, you're you have you're looking at it holistically. You can't look at a dream um, just as kind of a flat plane. You mm-hmm. have to look at everything around it, where you are, your setting, everything. But yeah. you know, I hope the, I hope your listeners aren't thinking, "Oh my gosh, that's just way too complicated." <laughs> I can't do that <laughs> because it actually isn't as complicated. Well, it is and it isn't, but. If you were to write down, this is what I've done for years. I have a notebook, and I have, I have written down uh, the day of the dream. You give your dream a title, and then you write down the color, any objects, the setting, your characters, mm-hmm. and your feelings. And right. so if you are, like most people, extremely busy, 
and it's like I have exactly three minutes to write down my dreams before my kids get up and I get them breakfast. If you mm-hmm. just even write those things down, you go back over a month, you might find I always dream about my old house or my old neighborhood. I often dream about mm-hmm. I often dream about a clock, anything, and that once again you're starting to build that repertoire of symbols. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and eventually creating your own dream dictionary. <laughs> that you're absolutely right. It is your own dream dictionary, and it's based on you, not what somebody tells you. Exactly. Yeah. It's you know we can take some advice, but just like you know with any advice, you know we, we can take it, process it, you know, analyze all that, you know, draw up a blueprint. <laughs> but it's still up to right. us, you know, to to make that final decision. Say, how does this really apply to me? And that's one of the reasons why when I start my webinars, I, I always write. Why this webinar applies to you? Because, you know, you may have this issue, this, 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 this. Let's figure out what's, you know, really specific, what's detailed for you. <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> Wait, and, and you speak to something. I was, I was in my yoga class the other day, and my yoga teacher was doing some reading, and she talked about um, a veil or a um, kind of a gossamer veil of discernment. And... So everything that comes to us, we need to filter through our own truth and mm-hmm. to say, that's interesting information. Don't think it applies to me, but I'll think about it. That's exactly what you're talking yeah. about. Uh, and, mm-hmm. and that's where I think some dream practitioners can do harm in that, let's say you dream, and this comes up a lot uh, as a symbol, death. Mm-hmm. You dream of the death of your child, the death of your mother, sister. And some people will say, well, that means there's going to be a death. In my experience, (laughs) it doesn't mean that at all. Mm -hmm. It's a totally different symbol. So once again, make sure that you as the dreamer are really careful who you listen to and you filter what people say. Yes, most importantly, yes. And that, that's very interesting that you brought up death because a lot of people who come to me, did, and, and I had spoken about this in, in my webinar on Monday, they have a lot of dreams about, you know, home break-ins. And they're thinking, oh, my God, yes. I'm so worried. And I say, wait, 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 pump the brakes, wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> yes. you know, but what I have noticed, certain it has to be a certain amount of dreams and so forth because, for example, I – as a kid, but this is more me intuitively doing this or happening to me than just solely dreams. I had visions of family members passing away. So I tell people, you know, it, it, number one, it's a house. And more times than not, I'm going to say roughly 99% of the time, because I haven't seen otherwise or read otherwise, and I do a lot of research, um, a building mm-hmm. normally means a person, you. So if it's an apartment complex, yeah. you know, building – it's you. And the fact that someone broke in your house means there's boundary issues. So, like, yep. did you the door <laughs> open? Windows open? You know, things like that. And then, you know, that whole, you know, that, that, that first layer, like, oh, my God, goes away. Like, oh, okay. And then, you know, ask more questions and get to, uh, you know, the nitty-gritty. So um, there yep. are some other people um, in queue. I'm not sure you want to speak to the host. So um, those who are uh, using the phone, you can press 1. And um, I'm not sure. Let's see here. 
Um, I guess it's a Skype number. Greg? Yeah, hello. Hi, you're on here. How are Hi. you? Hi. Oh, I'm, I'm good. Yeah, uh, my question is, uh, I get a lot of dreams that where I'm only uh, like partially lucid, and I find mm-hmm. myself uh, interacting with dream symbols, only to wake up and realize that I totally misinterpreted what I was seeing, as opposed to, let's say, uh, more of a divine dream where you would have a guide explain to you what the symbol is, even though you don't understand. Mm. Something like that. So, Greg, can you give us, do you have one that you remember uh, recently that you could give us an example? Uh Okay, here here was one, I guess. Uh, this I think there was some uh, I think it was some like cows that people were feeding corn. Okay. Okay. And I and I wanted to try to feed the cow. And I know that uh, like I grow Jerusalem artichokes. Okay, so my mind okay. went to search to grab some uh, Jerusalem artichokes to see if the cow would eat it. And I found myself in the basement of my ha- parents' house picking up a Jerusalem artichoke. And then I looked at it, and I realized it wasn't quite right. So somewhere in the dream, I realized that I was in a dream, and this actually wasn't a real Jerusalem artichoke. You see what I mean? It's like my, my natural mind said, hey, I know what this yeah. is in the natural, but the dream <clears throat> mind said, wait a minute, this is, I mean, I interpreted it right when I woke up. Mm-hmm. But within the dream, I mean, the the goal would be to be completely aware of what you're doing and, uh, you know, maybe speak it forth or strip down the symbolism even within the dream would be, a, I mean, a great goal or a place where I'd like to be. But I find little things like that where I totally misunderstood, you know, the symbols, and then I woke up, whereas if I would have been more fully aware that it was a dream and not everything was like it, you know, like it seems. I guess it would be like uh, the one lady was saying about boundary issues, about people Mm -hmm. breaking into your house. Uh, You know, in the dream you might react badly to that, but if you knew what was going on, you could question it, you right. know, and really, and really get all the answers. Right. So the fact that it's a that you're having these partial lucid dreams, it really means that you are extremely conscious person. So much so that your subconscious doesn't get a chance to fully, you know, take effect in your dreams because you are that that aware. So you, kudos to you for doing, you know, your spiritual work. Um, the the cows being fed. Um, and and this is my symbology, so I'm going to ask you to, you know, think about what, what you believe cows represent. But cows usually give nourishment, right? And people are trying to feed these cows so they can produce more nourishment, which is the corn. However, you are trying to give the cows the Jerusalem artichoke, and it seemed like it wasn't working. So this cow that gives out the nourishment, what, I would say, what are you doing in the waking life where you're maybe trying to produce something, whether it's, you know, 
money, friendship, whatever the case may be, what are you trying to produce that maybe there's a factor in that production that's just not working? You have to replace it with something else. And then um, with the basement aspect of your parents' house, and then you're starting to know, like, maybe this isn't the right artichoke is bad or whatever the case may be. Um, it's interesting as a base, basement because just as a, a Reiki practitioner, I'm thinking, you know, your, your, your base root chakra, which has to do with strong foundations, you know, money and so forth, which can be in relation to the nurturing, producing, you know, a product. Um, and the parents, so you have to look at how the parents are involved with that production as a whole. Is that making any sense? Oh, uh, perfect sense. Uh, it's like in the natural, I found out uh, what I was interested in at the time, which was growing these plants, it's like my, I'm, I sought that out in my dream only to kind of realize that the root was like more of my lower nature because it was mm-hmm. growing in the basement and things like that. So, uh, but I find that, you know, I'm having these issues all the time and that, you know, maybe it'd be like, say, let's say I'm doing something and maybe you have a dream that somebody's chasing you. Or going mm-hmm. to arrest you, but yet it's not really. You're running from it in the dream, but if you would really slow down, you'd realize that it has nothing to do with what your mind's interpreting it as. Right. At the time, you get so much more information if you would just understand that you're in a dream and either choose to change the channel or let it play out. You know, because I do believe in like changing the channel sometimes when you're caught up in maybe other people's energies and right. you decide that you don't want to participate. Like I've had a number of uh, prophetic dreams about past groups that I've worked with, mm-hmm. but yet I don't want to go back there. So sometimes I have to detach and say, hey, wait a minute, I don't want to have a corporate dream. Or, so, so, uh, so uh, Susan, um, do you have any uh, tips for, for Greg? Well, what I would, I, I have a lot of thoughts for, for Greg. What I would ask first, Greg, it, it sounds like what you're saying is, you, do you want to become, do you want to stay lucid in those dreams and be able to um, turn around and face your pursuer or whatever is happening in the dream? Uh, yeah, uh, I guess when it comes to the things that I have to learn, I'd rather not uh, avoid them and change the channel. Sure. But I would rather get them done quickly to where I get the information and then I can move on with my life rather than having repeating dreams. So I okay. guess on that hand, I'd like to be fully lucid in control, mm-hmm. but yet make okay. room for what I need to know. Well, there's a way to do that. Um, and it's so interesting that you say that because last night I had a, a very bad nightmare. And rather than face my pursuers, I said to myself, oh, this is a dream. I'm out of here. And so I did my thing and came out of the dream and I flew away and I got up this morning thinking, you know, <laughs> maybe you should have stayed. So is that kind of what you're saying? Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. I, okay, so I, what, I give you, okay. 
Good. No, Sorry. you go ahead. I was going to say I've had dreams before where uh, someone would appear as a monster, mm-hmm. but yet it, but the symbol would be made known later on in the dream. Mm-hmm. And I'd say, well, you know, I don't associate with those, not associate, but I don't hang out with those people anymore, so I can't run to the rescue. So why should I even have this dream? It's not my monster. <laughs> you know, I'm not the one, you know, almost like a sympathetic dream. <laughs> right. But to the right. point where you're saying, you're hey, saying. Uh, you know, nobody's, you know, we live in America. You have a, a car. You can go where you want. You can participate in what group you want. So I shouldn't have a sympathetic dream about what's going on in, let's say, a spiritual group where the leaders mean. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. It's like, you, you, go, you can walk away. But yet, because so many people are actually praying for you to come, or that I guess the Spirit of God would send somebody to the rescue, that puts out the antenna where they put that. You know, it's like they're actually asking people to have dreams about what's going on so that God would fix them. So that puts out that energy. So it's kind of, you see where I'm going? Whereas uh, I would like... I I do. I I do. I I would caution something there that, Often we, we have what I call empathetic dreams and we wake up and we think it's about somebody else. But if we really look at it, often, often we can analyze every character in our dream and find a part of ourselves. So rather than think, you know, why am I having this dream? I, I'm through this. This is about somebody else. The reason you're having the dream, well, every dream is for a reason. And I understand you don't want to keep having the same ones over and over, but the reason you're having the same ones over and over is because something hasn't been resolved. Okay. Now, can you get to that faster in a lucid dream or a lucid state? Absolutely. And I understand that that's what you would like to do. So here's what I would suggest. You, you, know, you think about the dream that's bothering you the most. Is it your pursuer dreams, somebody chasing you, you know, what is the dream that's bothering you the most? And then, and this, you already, you know, you sound really highly aware. So you may know this already, but you lay in bed and you picture that dream and then you coach yourself that you will remain lucid when the next time that comes. But you also have to tell yourself what you're going to ask of the character. So if it's the pursuers, like in my case, these were these were two pursuers, and rather than face them, I chose to become lucid and fly away. I could say the next time I have that dream, I'm going to stand firm, I'm going to look at them, and I'm going to say, what part of me are you? Okay. What do you want to tell me? And it will happen. If you practice that over and over, exactly that scenario will happen. And then, like you said, then you can move on. Mm-hmm. Does that help at all? Or uh, yeah, am I that's, that? that's, that's real good advice. Yeah, okay. thank you. You're awesome. Welcome. Best of luck to you, Greg. That's, that's okay, good. thank you. Bless you guys. Thank you, thank thank you, you. for calling. Yeah, that's, that's something to have those reoccurring dreams and be partially lucid. And... <clears throat> and you know, kudos to him for acknowledging, you know, what's going on and wanting to learn more because this is really how people yeah. grow.
grow, you know, they learn as much as possible about their dreams and ask questions. That's really, you know, one of the the, the cornerstones of finding out, you know, what dreams mean. Ask questions. Ask them. Ask them. What can I do, you know, to to uh, make, you know, in this case, this dream not reoccur, you know, or so right. It's amazing. Um, I wanted to do a quick recap because we're about 12 minutes uh, left to the show. So what we have learned from the wonderful Susan, such great information. And you know what, people, you're going to have homework today because Susan gave us some pretty great book references that we need to, you know, (laughs) go and read. So first, look uh, forward to going to sleep. I mean, we were, uh, Susan said it at the, the top of the show. I always say once you start to entertain the thoughts of dreaming, you know, you are going to start having more of those wonderful dreams. I mean, and, and that's really across the board with anything. It's just like if you want to learn how to cook, what do you do? You start to buy cookbooks. You know, you, you start to learn more about it, and then your dreamy world gets better and better. And then she also mentioned how uh, she worked with children and so forth and how she had certain dreams. And this You know, the dreaming process and all that really begins when we're young. I remember having several, you know, prophetic dreams when I was a kid, but I didn't know much about it. My grandmother, and I talk about this in the intro of my book, To Be Goddess, my grandmother was huge on dreams and and, and numerology. So I talked to her about it. But as a kid, you know, you don't think about stuff like that. You just go on about your business, blah, 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 blah. So, you know, our our feelings, thoughts, and issues, a lot of that is really wrapped into our, our dreams. There, If we were to have a pot of dreams, we would throw our emotions, thoughts, and issues in there and stir the pot. Susan also mentioned Robert Vandercastle. So look him up, uh, learn about him and, and things he has uh, mentioned and so forth. Uh, We discussed dream journals, which is a huge, I can't stress it enough, right, right, right. Susan has her strategies, she said, you know, to give a title to the dream, you know, write the day of the dream, and, you know, then um, write about the dream. So I I really like that approach. I had different ways, but I I really like the way she she talks about how to write a dream journal. You want to look at the entire dream. That's so important as well. You I like to go a step far further and say, what did you dream, you know, the day before? Or did you have two dreams? You know, we go through our REM cycle, I believe, three times a night. So, or, or we hit our, the REM portion of our dream cycle three times a night. So you're, you're having multiple dreams. So think about the dreams that you're having before and after, not just that one single dream. And, and Carl um, uh, Jung believed that, too, that, you know, dreams are connected. Um, there are no absolutes. You know, so if your bestest friend ever says, oh, you know, and I always use my example of the blue cat dancing on the moon, says, oh, that means you're just a crazy lunatic. Don't believe her. <laughs> or, um, you know, you know, th- these are guidelines that, you know, we suggest, you know, and you always have to see what truly applies to you. Um, there are universal meanings, you know, as Susan said, however... <laughs> There are universal meanings, such as violet, which is the main color of my website. Um, You know, it has to do with infinite wisdom and so forth. But to you, it just may mean the flower, you know, and Mm -hmm. nothing more. We talked about uh, two colors, but um, yellow, orange, and red, you know, those are chakra colors. You know, yellow is about self-identity. You know, orange has to do with um, uh, creativity and sex, and red has to do with foundations and so forth. So you can see how that 
can apply to your dream. There's loads of information about chakras and color associations throughout the Internet. <laughs> and, um, mm-hmm. again, uh, the, if, if there was any word that we said like a gazillion times throughout this show is record, 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 record your dreams. That's crazy important. So, Susan, anything you want to add while we're down to like the last nine minutes or eight minutes? <laughs> so. Well, you know, there there are a couple more books I thought I would mention um, for for your listeners. Um, it, really, one of the uh, the most famous books on symbols is uh, called Jung and His Symbols, Y-U-N-G and His Symbols. Uh, that uh, Carl Jung is is one of the you know the fathers of uh, of dreams. Mm-hmm. So I would get that if you want to do some real heavy duty reading. Um, if you're interested in lucid dreaming, there are many many great. Uh, people, authors out there that, that do work on lucid dreaming. One of my favorites is Stephen LaBerge, um, L-A-B-E-R-G, on lucid dreaming. He actually has a CD to help you induce lucid dreaming, mm-hmm. and I've used that in many of my, my uh, workshops. Uh, 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 Robert Vandekastel, who recently passed away, his partner Bobby Pym, also has a book that's very, very good called Notes from a Dreamer. And uh, it's kind of her personal journey as she learned uh, to work with her own dreams. That's, that's another wonderful. There's so many out there. Um, there's also one little one called A Little Course in Dreams by Bosna, uh, B-O-S-N-A-H. Uh, very short book. I loved it. I, I learned so much from that. So if you Lovely. really want to, yeah, these these are wonderful, wonderful books. But but I haven't even touched on all the lucid dreaming books that I have. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, as you as you start exploring that, you'll one will lead you to another, to another, to another, and just like you've done, Tia, you start to form your own library. Sure. Actually, Susan, if you could, can you email me that list, and I'll post it on my Facebook page. That way, the listeners Absolutely. who um, yeah, who who made it and get a chance to write it down? They can go to my Facebook page and it's all available. So you know, there you go. So you have homework, ooh, listeners. <laughs> so um, I I also want to <laughs> recommend um, uh, Denise Lynn um, book because uh, she is the lady who certified me as a dreaming gateway dreaming coach. And as I say, I coach you to help you understand your dreams. I don't in- interpret. You know, I, I ask questions. I did a really quick, you know. Dream coaching for Greg. I just I told him a few symbols. However, if it was a session, it, it wouldn't have been as fast. It would have been me asking him questions. What did you do before you went to sleep? Uh, what was the previous dream? Where was the cow? What did the cow look like? Was it black and white? Was it white and brown? So I asked more questions. But you know, for time constraints with the show, I was telling him certain things. But as a dream coach, I coach you to understand your dreams. So uh, Denise Lynn wrote a book, The Hidden Powers of Dreams, and it's really amazing. Um, it talks about not just um, uh, the dream colors and symbols, but, you know, the, the dream clock, the yin and the yang, all that greatness. I highly recommend this book. I have tabs, and, and this book looks old because I use it all the time. <laughs> um, I, I, Sounds like oh. what I need to get. Oh yeah, it's 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 an amazing book, and and she she's um, her voice is just so soothing. It's like perfect um, for like dream time work. 
Um, just a, another quick uh, recap as we're winding down. Um, my Facebook page is facebook.com forward slash the Violet Sanctuary Spa. Again, I post daily oracle card readings there, and I'll post, um, you know, the, the book references there later on um, when, when I receive them, including a Denise Lynn book. Um, on my website, I will be posting um, the webinar, which you can download. It's, it was about the secret powers of dreaming and angelic healing. And I, I gave, you know, boatloads of information, and it's wonderful because I actually uh, do um, reference Carl Jung in there, so that's that's really cool. And, again, it's a free download. The webinar is free. Check it out. It's at com slash webinars. Um, Again, if there's any questions from the chat rooms, feel free. Um, about four minutes left. Anything else you'd like to add, uh, Susan? Well, you know, I'm just looking at my notes, and I I think probably I've thrown enough at your listeners. Um, <laughs> I just encourage them to keep exploring and um, just have fun with your dreams, and I've just really enjoyed being on your show. What a great show, Tia. I'm I really enjoyed this. Thank you, and I'm so glad that you came on the show. So thank you, Twitter, because that's how <laughs> you know all this came about. So yeah, thank thank you, Twitter and hashtags. <laughs> so, um, so next week I'm going to have um, Andrea Oliveira. She's all the way in Toronto, Canada, and we will be talking about aruveric healing. I hope I pronounced that right, aruveric healing. Um, so, yeah, so uh, join me, uh, you know, same time and place, noon Eastern. Um, yeah, so we're going to talk about that. And uh, the the plan is to have her on the show and then go to Toronto and do like a video interview. So uh, for listeners out there for next week's show. And uh, again, uh, Susan Baraja, such an awesome last name. She is from <laughs> Dreams Cloud. So that's D-R-E-A-M-S. C-L-O-U-D dot com, and it is a nice website, so definitely check it out when you can. Um, if you have any other questions, maybe something else came up here today and you didn't get a chance to mention it because it's like an afterthought, post it on my Facebook page, and I'll be more than happy to answer because, I again, I post those daily oracle cards and I answer questions anyway, so it's lots of fun for me because dreams are near and dear to my heart. <laughs> so... <laughs> I, again, Susan, thank you so much for coming on the show. I had a wonderful time. I did, too. Thank you, Tia. You have a great rest of your day. Oh, no problem. Thank you. And there's the Blog Talk Radio lady <laughs> letting me know. <laughs> that time's almost <laughs> up. So thank you, the listeners and, the, and the, the, the people who called in and people in the chat room. Thank you so much. Everyone have a wonderful, holistic weekend. And if you want to listen to this recording, uh, this is a, or this show is available as a podcast on iTunes. So you can just go to iTunes, type in the Violet Sanctuary Spa, and boom, I'm there. Yay. And you can download all the shows or whatever show you want. So thanks again, everyone, and have a wonderful weekend. Bye-bye.
stop into Lowe's to fit a few more projects and a lot more savings into summer. Get your deck looking its best with the new Valspar Exterior Stain. It covers in one coat, is rain-ready in four hours, provides all-weather defense from the elements, and it's only at Lowe's. Then, get ready to kick off the fall grilling season with savings of up to 20% on select grills. All projects have a starting point. Start with Lowe's. Grill offer valid through 829. While supplies last, see store for details.